You have the American dream. You run your own business. But running a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hi, this is Mark Hale with Shock Doc Enterprises. I just want to say that I really enjoy the Small Business Celebration Podcast for the wide range of people we have on it, for their various views and input. I find it very constructive and very helpful. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business vision year, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why after several thousand downloads in just over a year, small business owners, CEOs, CFOs, partners, and general managers download the Small Business Celebration podcast in record numbers on a weekly basis. We want to thank the tremendous content that our vision year guests continue to provide this podcast, our sponsors, and you, Visioner Nation, who have subscribed to this podcast, internalize our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business, and we thank you. Our guest today is Jennifer Dater, the managing member of The Garage, and welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us, what is The Garage, and where are we? We are in the beautiful town of Tehachapi, California. The Garage is the, it's an automotive facility, actually rated number one, viewer's choice, right? Uh-huh. We've been voted best of for the city of Tehachapi for five years running. Wow. Yep. How did this business get started? Aaron Sanchez started it in 2014. Uh-huh. I came in in 2015. Right. And it has been progressively growing ever since. Started out with a, two mechanics and her running the office. And then I came in to help in the office and operations and answering phones, ordering parts and learning a completely new trade. <laughs> it's always fun. It's a different language for sure. When you go from banking to automotive. Sure. And now you're the managing member of the garage. The growth has happened. We've got two girls now in the office that are not Aaron and I. We've been able to step <laughs> back a little bit. That comes with growth, which is really a blessing. It's been great. So we've got the girls in the office that are really amazing. They've been able to allow us to focus on the growth. We've now doubled in size. How many mechanics do you have working for you or other personnel, I should say? We've got two ladies in the office and uh-huh. we've got four mechanics in the back. Getting into the garage is a far cry and a very different profession than banking. Why the garage? There's nothing better than hanging out with your best friend all day long, right? Ah. And learning from her and her trade. She actually worked at Ford and at Keith and Sons Ford in Mojave uh-huh. for a really long time and then has been in the automotive industry for about I'm going to tell you close to 18 years now, not that I'm aging her, right? (laughs) But her knowledge is so vast. It's so involved with what she knows and how she knows it and and how she explains to the customers. Our tagline is making friends one repair at a time. And if anybody, and I'm hoping that people are going to know that when they hear who we are, we take that to heart. It's honest. And I think that that's also bred into the success of the business because we are able to make those friends. And one of the key marketing pieces that we've seen going back has turned into the word of mouth. You can't buy reputation. You can't buy the customers, the consumers idea of what you are. What about you? Because banking and an automotive shop are not very similar or very related on the surface. 
Not on the surface, no, but customer service is. Uh, the service industry is so vast and it's really, you can do it with anything. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good customer service guy if you're selling napkins, let alone car parts and explaining why and how and how things work and what, what you need. It's, it's always easy saying, okay, you have to have this, but right. it's a different style of customer service. Right. It's a teaching position. You have to explain to the 75 year old woman why on God's green earth, you need to change out both wheel bearings as opposed to one or uh, why the, the oil needs to be changed because her husband always took care of it. And right. That's where the connection to the community has come in. And in banking, you were dealing with the same things. And your connection in the community is key, especially in the changing times that we're in. The dealerships have been taking a lot of the repair yeah. business back from independent business owners like yourselves. How has the garage adapted to that changing landscape? Trying to maintain the state of the art equipment. Mm. There's always communication issues between whatever computer you have to whatever vehicle. Mm. Something that we have found as an automotive facility is that we don't just deal with a specific make, a specific model. Mm. We're not dealing with just 2006 Chevys, right? Mm-hmm. We're dealing with all the way up to 2019 vehicles where you have to explain to them why they have to go to the dealer to get the check engine oil reset and, you know, or why it's set to a specific mileage. And a lot of them trying to adapt to the computer background of where the the vehicle is going. It's been trying at times. However, we're able to adapt because of the the technology that's out there. There's small shops all over the country that are trying, I would say all over the world, but that are trying to stay one, one step ahead mm-hmm. of the dealer. It sounds like gone are the days when you would have the person that could pop open the hood and listen to the engine and tweak the carburetor and figure out what those particular noises are. Now we're talking about having one computer talk to another computer and trying to keep up with all the different manufacturers and all the different computers. How have you been able to keep up with that? How have you been able to learn or have your mechanics learn how to stay up with state-of-the-art technology? It's computer-based, right? Mm -hmm. So you get your guys that are very computer-oriented. And you get your guys that are more carburetor-oriented. Our lead tech, Jeff, Mm -hmm. he has an entire lifetime of experience with the old units and the new units. And really the blend that we've been able to come up with with our staff is that we have the -the state-of-the-art technology where... We have our computer oriented, Google this, check that out, look at this, you know, this email thread because computers aren't perfect either. Mm. And then we also have the logical side where two positives don't make a negative and you're dealing with very specific noises and mm. the noises don't change even though the vehicles do. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with the same noises as far as wheels go, mm. road noise. Is it tires? Is it shocks? Is it and a lot of those are not taught, they're learned, if that right, makes right, any sure, sense. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. You still have to go take the car around the block in order to see if you actually fixed what you fixed or thought you got fixed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Clear as mud. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You went through and you left the banking, you went and became managing partner of the garage, and you've been having a tremendous amount of growth these past few years. Yes. And what kind of growth have you guys been experiencing here in Tehachapi? I'm going to tell you that our growth has been between 20 and 25%, which has been which wow. has been really amazing. And our growth has been continuing through the years, which is great. But again, we can really contribute that to the want to grow. It's 
bringing in the right people and the right tools and the right Jeffs where you're dealing with a multitude of different issues in vehicles. Anything from your doors not opening from the inside to it just started sputtering and died. Wow. But again, it goes back to the description, mm. the teaching your customer, mm. right? You're constantly letting them know and trying to explain to them of what and how and why. And I think that that is really felt across the community. Hey, thanks for taking care of my mom. Thanks for, you know, having my brother come in. When do you guys start doing oil changes on 2020s? That style of camaraderie with our clients is what I think builds that clientele and builds that growth organically. But you've also learned a few things along the way. And as you've grown at this exceptional rate of 25%, which is rapid growth. It's rapid. How have you been able to hold on with the roller coaster with both hands with this kind of huge amount of growth in this period of time? Pure, I don't want to call it luck because it's not luck. It's it's every day. You're diligent with it. You know, mm. you you go after it every day. You know that you're dealing with the same things every day. However, it's always a different game. Mm. Right? We may be playing bunko every day, but sometimes the dice are gonna roll roll better than others, you know, and you're gonna deal with the ups and the downs. You know what's coming. You're dealing with the anxiety of, oh my gosh, we're up against X and how are we going to mitigate that if we've got this going on and juggling all of those parts and pieces has been the learning process, learning what's on fire. Uh, I tell the girls all the time, I'm, I'm dealing with the current fire on my desk right now and not, not the one that's smoldering. I'll wait until that one's actually sparks and we'll go from there. But it also sounds like prioritization. Absolutely. You go through and you've got a system figured out of what takes precedence over what. Mm-hmm. How did you arrive with that? Pure experience. Okay. And I wish I could come up with a, a divine three plus two <laughs> is six and right. Sure. Math and never works out. But it's one of those things where you're you've got to deal with what is right in your face at that time. A lot of what that comes from is knowing where you're at with your clients. Mm. That communication. And there's times when that communication doesn't happen. You get mixed up in the day, everything's busy, everything's crazy. Our turnover is very high. And so there are times when you're dealing with the fires because you know what? You're right. I was supposed to call you late yesterday and that didn't happen. I apologize. You're dealing with payroll, right? We had that slight discussion earlier in regards to payroll and you're dealing with your customer and then you're dealing with the employee and you're trying to make sure that those lines are staying straight. And as far as prioritizing those, you can go through the same, the same theory as Let's talk about vacation, right? Right. You take the location. Mm-hmm. You've got to deal with the location. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have to deal with the meals. You got to figure out, okay, you've got to have three meals a day. Where are we going to go for those meals? Right. And a lot of times those meals always change. Mm. Then the adventure changes. And unless you made an appointment, and as far as I know, as a business owner, you don't get to make an appointment for the fighters that end up on your desk. <laughs> nope, they come you on know, their own. They start all on their own, you know, and you can't control everybody's feelings and you can't control everybody's emotions. And all you can do really, because we're again, in a service industry, is control the emotions and be respectful for the growth and the feeling of we're dealing with somebody's ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're not just, yeah, drop off your car. We'll see you in three weeks. 
you can't approach it that way. You're dealing with a mom who needs to figure out how to get her kids to school because her husband's away working. You're dealing with a college student who drives up and down the mountain every day and is wondering why at 90 miles an hour, their brakes are going bad every couple of weeks. <laughs> and you know, all of these different things, but it goes back to the root of emotion, right? And prioritizing that emotion first is the biggest key to maintaining any kind of service, customer service. You're dealing with how your perspective is relative to what I have to say. Mm. And part of this growth has also been delegation, mm-hmm. which has been quite the learning curve for you. Why is delegation been such a challenge for you to learn and work with and deal with and be able to accomplish? And I, I can't even say that I've accomplished it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anybody actually accomplishes delegating enough. I would tell you that coming from banking into the automotive, characteristically, I'm a, a multitasker. Mm-hmm. I always like to juggle things. I have a really hard time sharing my tasks and sharing my day-to-day things, right? I like to take on everybody else's. I'll help you. Let me help you. You know, we'll figure that out. Right. The hard part about delegating and, and relinquishing those parts and pieces is I can do it. And I think in my mind's eye, I can do it better. Even though you're way more than qualified to do this, right. it's something that I should do. And I should do it because it's going to suck, right? Mm. I should do it because this isn't going to be a good phone call. I should do it because this customer is really, you know, the personality is a little bit different. Relinquishing that control over that call in that situation, knowing that I have to put trust in my people that that's going to go the way that I would have done it that conversation is going to go just as respectfully as I would explain it to her or to him. It's really important to know that you have to let your employees fail too. Uh. They have to learn. That's where the delegation comes into growth is they have to learn on their own where those parts and those pieces. And maybe I shouldn't have said it in that tone, or maybe I should have called after eight o'clock in the morning. We open at (laughs) seven. So those early morning calls, some aren't, aren't as receptive to those super early calls, right? Right. Especially for those of us that are not morning risers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would tell you my first phone call starts before four. So no, I'm teasing. It's not four, but it's, (laughs) I, I, you have to, you know, be respectful for your client's time too, where we get in at seven. There's some people that don't get up until nine or 10, depending on their work schedule. Hey, don't call me till three. Right. But again, that's the, the growth of the, the client relationship, right? It's not just our relationship with the client. It's got to be our employees relationship with those clients as well. Imagine having fun learning comprehensive firearms training indoors on Kern County's largest interactive firearms virtual simulator. Triple Threat Solutions offers affordable, comprehensive firearms training that is the same caliber for you and your employees as they train law enforcement officers. Call Roosevelt Scott with Triple Threat Solutions today at 661-374-1180 and sign up for a private session in his state-of-the-art laser virtual shooting range for only $45. For one hour, you and three of your employees can use this state-of-the-art indoor air-conditioned laser virtual shooting range for only $45. Call Triple Threat Solutions today at 661-374-1180 or go to triplethreatsolutions.net. That's Triple Threat Solutions at 661-374-1180 or go to triplethreatsolutions.net. We're here with Jennifer Dieter, the managing member of the garage here in Tehachapi. And you talked about the growth of 25% year after year after year, which is astounding and sometimes hard to hold on to. But 
What would you consider your biggest accomplishment from last year? Well, I would tell you our biggest accomplishment is doubling in size. Wow. We have taken over a secondary unit and put mm. in two more lifts. We brought in another mechanic to help with the growth and the movement. And it's been a huge benefit and a huge achievement. I mean, we've been able to do that fairly organically, you know, hopefully what's going to maintain its steadiness. And right now we can see that scheduling wise, we've been able to sustain the second unit. And I would tell you that that alone has helped in the last eight months, right. 12 months to make sure that it's always scary growing, you know, <laughs> scaling is always an interesting adventure to say the least. What have you learned from scaling? Do it slowly. Even though the business is growing rapidly. Even though it's growing rapidly, go slow. How so? I would tell you that we, we did one lift at a time. Mm. We blew the hole in the building after the fact, right? We didn't want to completely do the expansion in the unit. If, Okay, well, let's just send the one lift back. You know? mm -hmm. We weren't quite sure how it was going to be receptive with our schedule, right, right? right? You look at a schedule with two lifts and you go, oh gosh, you know what? We're scheduled two weeks out in advance. And our lead guy who does all of our, our weird repairs, you know, there's always <laughs> something weird that goes on with them. You know, we the weird repairs, you have to maintain his schedule and you have to mm -hmm. maintain the time that it takes. Nothing is ever goes textbook perfect, mm -hmm. but that you have to approach it that way with the growth too. Nothing ever goes textbook perfect. There's always going to be a wrench. There's always going to be something going on and something changing. Our growth has been, how do they say this? So they, there's, if you make more money, you spend more money, right? Mm -hmm. That's just the nature of the beast. And part of that is putting the cart before the horse. Are you going to spend the money and then make the money? And that's always a really rocky area to be in. It's really rocky. Now, the slow growth that we've had, we've been able to sustain. Our schedule is still continuing to be booked. And it's one of those other phrases that they say is, if you need something done, give it to a busy person. Right. We're a busy little shop. We are still scheduling out in advance. You know, it typically takes a couple days to get in for an oil change. If you've got one of the weird cars that could take a couple weeks for you to get in with, you know, our full diag. What's a diag? It's a diagnostic. So okay. we operate a, in a really interesting way in the back office, in the shop. Mm -hmm. We have a lead tech who does all of our awkward diagnostics. Oh, not yeah. just your brake squeaks, not just your oil changes, oil leaks, things like that. If you've got a window that rolls up and your horn honks at the same time and there's, <laughs> you know, the trunk pops open when you slam on your brakes, there's something electronic that's going on. Right. That starts with our lead and he goes, okay, well, and something in this area that's a really big deal is rodent damage. Mm. We deal, especially this time where the, where the weather's weird, where sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's warm and rodents like to get into the little tiny engine compartment places and they love to stay warm up in there. And the unfortunate part is that the vehicle manufacturers have made a lot of the wiring soy product or soy bite product. Uh, yummy. Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> they enjoy it thoroughly. And the, the hardest part too is about vehicles being so electronically driven is that you could have a rodent wire take out an injector, a fuel injector, and you go to start your car in the morning or your throttle body. And it's now I'm throwing all kinds of words, but the electronically driven components when that wiring is in dismay, it's it so to speak backfires. It doesn't start, it runs rough, and it's just a simple wire. What was one of the things that went very well in this rapid expansion or how you doubled the business in the last year? That went really well. Right. I would tell you the community reception. 
Mm. It's been received very well in the community. As crazy busy as we are, and and I know again, if any of our clients will vouch for this, you know, as busy as we are and as busy as we get, we still have been able to maintain our relationships and still been able to maintain our people. That common core value can get lost in expansion. Just having one person step out is hard enough on our clients, mm-hmm. let alone learning two new. Mm. Aaron is still involved, and Aaron is in the office regularly. However, she's not a a full-time fixture, right? Mm. You've grown with these people and you've dealt with the same clients over and over. And when they call and it's not your voice answering the phone, you want to make sure that that voice that's answering the phone is still in the same warmth. Right. Still, hey, this is still the garage. What do you have going on? I gotcha. Right. My check engine light, it's Monday morning. It's all these crazy, hey, it's fine. Swing on by. It's probably something simple. We'll figure it out. What was one of the biggest challenges that you faced with this rapid expansion? I would tell you it's exactly the same thing. Really? Yeah. Again, it's that growth and it's that connection with the client. You mm-hmm. know, we still get phone calls all the time. Hey, is Aaron there? Is Jen there? <laughs> well, no, she's she's out or she's in a meeting or, you know, and that's been really, really an interesting adventure because there are clients that just want to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Another topic that you and I had spoken about is that people typically will respect your off time, right? Right. Our schedule is 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. So we have a three-day weekend. And the second that they can find you on Facebook, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> My car sounds funny. Exactly. And- I know you're off, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Visioneers. How would you like free exposure for you and your company to go through the roof? Like, comment, and share at least 10 small business celebration posts this month on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Visioner Heidi Forsyth of Bakersfield College did just that on a recent post of ours with John Paul Lake. Heidi asked John Paul an insightful question on our post of him. He answered, and the number of views on that post went through the roof. Now, even more people know about Heidi because of her one intelligent question. Be a visioneer like Heidi. Like, comment, and share a small business celebration post on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook today. We're here with Jennifer Dieter, the managing member of The Garage here in Tehachapi, California. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about is with this rapid growth, since you're open four days a week, and we've been talking about how if they find you on Facebook How do you disconnect? How do you unwind from the business? That's a hard thing when you go, okay, you know what? It's solely customer service as well. Disconnecting is, it goes back to the respectfulness of their approach and their opinion, right? Mm -hmm. You're also, even though you are off and you are closed, it's difficult to shine them on. You won't find us not answering the phone. You won't find us not responding on an email or a Facebook message because that's important to us. They're important to us. Their vehicle is important to us. Oh my gosh, it's Saturday, but you know what? Have it towed in. I'll let them look at it. We'll have the mechanics look at it first thing Monday morning. It's very difficult to disconnect. Mm Mm-hmm. But business is really personal too. And it's personal to us if something's wrong with your vehicle. It's personal if there's an issue with something that we've been, you know, maybe we've been chasing it for a while and something has come up. And it's not rare for us to come in on a day off and go, okay, well, let's check your, let's see what your check engine light popped on for. At some point, too much business is extremely taxing on your psyche, on your physical person. You have to take some time off to unwind. What is it that you do to physically 
unwind and detach yourself. Aaron makes fun of me when I tell you this, but I disappear on the property. You know, I go outside and soak up the sun. It's it's difficult to do right now because the weather, it could be, it's the land of four seasons in one day, right? Right, So I could go out at 10 o'clock in the morning and it's 70 degrees and it's snowing snowing by two. (laughs) But I would tell you that personally for me, it's literally shutting off, Mm. shutting it off, walking out the door and just getting busy doing something such as I love to garden. Ah, if a client was around last March, I actually had two baby goats here for a while. Uh huh. I was bottle feeding them. Nice in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. But there's that reconnection with my surroundings, right? What? Why am I working? Why am I waking up all hours of the night to do this on my own and by myself? And why am I so exhausted and so tired and so drawn out? You know, you have to reconnect. You have to reconnect why you're there. Mm-hmm. The animals are it, the property, mm-hmm. the gardening. I love watching my garden grow, like the old nursery rhyme, right? It's very similar to business because you have to, you have to maintain it every day. Mm-hmm. You have to water it so to speak. You have to give it the right vitamins and give it the right ground and give it the right sunlight. And and all of those parts and pieces go into your business, into your employees, into your clients, into yourself in different perspectives. You know, and, and I think Aaron and I have, especially since we've been able to find the the staff that lets it operate without our every moment attention, I would tell you that it's the little moments. It's her and I disappearing for a couple hours in the day to go get lunch. And it's all right, we're leaving early on a Thursday because we're not going to be here on Friday. It's the little disconnects that that maintain it because you're not always going to completely disconnect. It's very difficult. And until she's going to smack me for saying this, but until (laughs) this is franchised, (laughs) (laughs) that's my big plan, but she likes it small. But anyways, it's you're never going to completely disconnect. It's about taking the small things and making them really big. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about mountains out of molehills. I don't have time for that. But it's taking those couple of minutes and making it feel like hours because it's a rarity. What have you done in the last six months to help relieve your stress? I take my time at the gym. That's, Mm. you know, it's something that, that I just started. Yeah, six months ago with a trainer. Justin, he was another one of your Dr. Justin Hebert, <laughs> right? Dr. Justin Hebert. Um, it's hard to talk to, about his formal name, right? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's just Justin. He's just Justin. <laughs> you know, but I, I approach that time in the morning, and that's an early morning. I start with him at five, so I'm up at about four fifteen and rocking and rolling at the house, getting out. But from five to six, I get to disappear. From five to six, I turn off my phone because my my attention is solely on him and on the exercise and on the work, right? Mm. I want to make sure that that's the hardest thing I'm going to do all day. As a business owner, you deal with a lot of different adventures, mm-hmm. right? You're dealing with different feelings and different emotions. Those are the hardest things to manage, of course. You're dealing with different different parts and different pieces, and some of them aren't great. A lot of them are but some of them are not. And I have had to approach that with, I want this to be the hardest thing I'm going to do all day. This is going to be the hardest thing I'm going to do all day. And then everything else downhill from here. We talked about how you disconnect with your garden. We've talked about how you work out to physically relieve that stress. But what's one of the things that you like to do for play on your time off? Hmm. 
it's a work hard, play hard thing, right? I love hanging out with my family, my family, my friends, laughing. We love to cook in our house. I'm not going to call my stove an open flame, but (laughs) kind of a hazardous material every once in a while, but there's nothing like coming home on a Friday afternoon and cooking in the kitchen and having a couple glasses of wine. Aaron and I try to do this regularly while our husbands are away at work, but they take in the moments and, and enjoying that time, enjoying the family and the laughter and the joy that, that it comes around. And even if you're talking about business, you have to enjoy the, camaraderie. It brings on a whole different nature. It's laughing and joking because things are going to happen. It may not be hilarious in the moment, but on Friday night after a glass of wine, the comments that were said were really funny, you know, even though it's you and, know. Not, and not suitable for family television. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's definitely filtered. <laughs> What is one thing that you would recommend to Vision Your Nation that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Take a moment for yourself. Mm, How so? Take that hour in the morning. I don't like to get up at four o'clock in the morning. I am not a fan and I really enjoy my sleep. But on the days that I do, on the days that I take that moment, whether it's working out with Justin at the gym or listening to a podcast in the shower or rocking out to rush as loud as you possibly can stand it. There's, there's a moment there that you need to realize why you're doing it. And if you're doing it for yourself and you know that yourself and you go back through the thought of it's not going to operate without me, take care of me, right? You you have to. And I'm, I'm not a huge person on self-care. I'm really not, but I would tell you that I have my moments and the more involved and the, the busier that things get, the more I've realized how important it is, is to take that moment. If people wanted to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, Facebook, usually on my hours that I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> All of our information is on Facebook. We have a phone number that's listed everywhere. It's 661-823-1833. That's the direct line to the garage. Mm-hmm. They know where to find me if that's the case. But they can <laughs> typically, I shouldn't even say typically, they can help you. Back and to the delegating, right? Very good. <laughs> yes, yes. And do you have a website? We do. It's actually the one garage. Dot com. And is it O-N-E or the number one? Either one will get you there. Very good. Well, Jennifer, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Thank podcast. You, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. So much fun. Thanks. Imagine having fun learning comprehensive firearms training indoors on Kern County's largest interactive firearms virtual simulator. Triple Threat Solutions offers affordable, comprehensive firearms training that is the same caliber for you and your employees as they train law enforcement officers. Call Roosevelt Scott with Triple Threat Solutions today at 661-374-1180 and sign up for a private session in his state-of-the-art laser virtual shooting range for only $45. For one hour, you and three of your employees can use this state-of-the-art indoor air-conditioned laser virtual shooting range for only $45. Call Triple Threat Solutions today at 661-374-1180 or go to triplethreatsolutions.net. That's Triple Threat Solutions at 661-374-1180 or go to triplethreatsolutions.net. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. 
A Visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A Visioneer gives value first because Visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a Visioneer? Join the Visioneer tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.